Hey community, in today's episode, Andrew Holt, the worship pastor from The Belonging Co., joins Matt McCoy to talk about how they run worship on a Sunday morning. They also talk about their new music and a bunch more. We hope you enjoy it, and be sure to get the master tracks for The Dove by The Belonging Co. and a bunch of their other songs on loopcommunity.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of Loop Live. My name is Matt McCoy. I'm the founder of loopcommunity.com and the host of the Loop Live show, Today, I have a very special guest. I've got Andrew Holt from The Belonging Co. We're going to talk about leading worship, what things look like at, at his church with songwriting and scheduling bands, and I've got a lot of questions for him. So if you have any questions while we are doing this interview, type them into the chats, and we might pull a live question. We'll see. But what are we waiting for? Let's go ahead and bring in Andrew Holt. Andrew, what's up, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Hey, you joining us from, are you in Nashville right now? I'm in Nashville at my house. Uh, awesome. My family's my family's not here, so there's no screaming kids. So we're gonna yep. be all right. <laughs> I know I know how that goes. Yep, I've got some oh, yeah. ones at home too, and yeah, sometimes it can be a little distracting. But um, yeah, tell us, tell everybody just what. So when did you get started leading worship, and how did you get connected then with the Belonging Co? Like, how did that journey happen? Yeah, I um, I've been leading worship since. I could possibly lead worship um, since I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, started leading worship in my youth group in the church I grew up at um, when I was like 13, 14 years old. Um, funnily enough, came on staff at my church when I was 15, which is crazy to even say. Um, they're paying me like $200 a month to like lead worship for the youth group and organize things for the youth band. And yeah. <clears throat> so I've just been a church kid my whole life. My dad's a pastor and um, so I grew up in the church and have always loved the church, but it was right around that time where it really felt like it sunk in that I was going to be a worship leader in the local church. That's what I was called to do and what God wanted me to do. Um, so yeah, fast forward, I went to college here in Nashville. I grew up in Nashville actually. Um, and if you've ever been to Nashville, you realize it's kind of rare. Like not many people in Nashville are actually from Nashville, especially in yeah. the worship um, music community. And so I went to college uh, at a place called Trevecca here in Nashville. And that was 2014, my junior year, I transferred there. And um, like that year kind of leading up to that, we had some friends going um, to this thing in someone's basement um, that they were calling the Belonging Co. <clears throat> and you know, when you have those like, Instagram friends where it's like, you kind of know them and you deem each other, but you never actually met in person, especially yeah. then that was like, Instagram was such a big thing at that time. And we, um, we like, we saw these people going to the thing in someone's house and we were so drawn to it in this weird way. Like we really wanted to go, but that was like, there's no way I'm going to someone's random basement with people yeah. that I don't really know. <laughs> and now looking back, I wish I would have gone, but we waited until they kind of launched the church and left their basement. Um, now that, uh, it's our pastors, Henry and Alex Seeley. It was in their basement. And um, they left their house in 2014, early 2014. And like three weeks after that, I think my wife and I, who were just dating at the time, went on a Tuesday night. At the time, it was just me on Tuesday nights. Um, they started in their basement on Tuesdays because they, they really saw a need in our community of touring musicians, touring artists, um, who were on the road on the weekends and didn't have church homes. Um, mm. They're playing in everyone else's churches and leading worship in other, other places. Yeah. But because they were gone on Sunday so often, they weren't really planted anywhere. 
And so they really started meeting in their house just to meet that need as a Bible study. And God started moving. And um, so when they started the church and left their house, they kept it on Tuesday nights for that reason. And so it was kind of the perfect thing for me because I was actually still on staff at the church I grew up at. And there was this thing on Tuesday nights that I could come to. And so we just came one Tuesday night and um, I had just a crazy encounter with God that night. Um, and I don't know if I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast who find or this interview that find themselves in that, in this place. But being that I'd grown up leading worship in the church, been on staff since I was 15, it, it really had gotten to this point for me where church had just become what I did for God. It had become a routine and it, in a lot of ways it become kind of dry mm. and um, I kind of lost the wonder and the reason why I was doing what I was doing. And so I kind of, it was, a, I found myself in this place on a Tuesday night where no one needed me to lead worship. No one needed me on a platform to do anything. And God just began to minister to me in a really unique way and kind of remind me of who I was as a son, not yeah. as a worship leader, but as a son, first and foremost. And, so we started coming every Tuesday night, just attending and I, we would sit in the back row and like, I just, I remember so many weeks just crying my eyes out and God just began to like really heal and um, mend some things in my own life and heart that needed to be healed. Um, very long story short, I, the, the season at my church ended and I felt like God said to me, you're supposed to be at the Blind Co. And I had met Pastor Henry a couple times. Um, I had never served there, obviously. And so I asked Henry to go to coffee one day and I'm sitting at coffee and I'm like, Hey bro, like I've been attending at that point, almost a year I've been coming on Tuesday yeah. nights. And I was like, I'm a church kid. And if I'm going to plant in a house, like I'd love to serve and let me like set up chairs, run cables, clean the bathroom, whatever. Like I just want to be a part. And Henry told me that day at coffee, he said, ever since I've met you, um, I knew you were supposed to be a part of what God's doing here. And um, that night at his house, he was having a team night for the worship team. He's like, come to my house tonight. So I got involved serving on team. Um, at that time, I was like playing acoustic or electric and singing BGVs on the team. Pastor Henry was actually leading worship almost every week at that point on Tuesday nights. His, his wife, Alex, yeah. was preaching most Tuesdays. And so I just started serving and I, and I describe it like the feeling, you know, when you were like, a, if you got involved like I did as a kid in worship ministry in your youth group that feeling where like every wednesday night or whenever you met as a youth group you were just so excited to go and worship with your friends and lead your friends in worship yeah i found myself in a season like that again where every tuesday i was just like looking forward to being at church and serving um i got a job at a coffee shop 40 hours a week and that was my life for a season where it was like i was just rediscovering what it meant to pursue the presence of god from a pure place yeah and um and i kind of started realizing pretty fast that Henry was doing way too much. He was a senior pastor of a church. He was also rostering planning center. He was organizing set lists. He was building a worship team and trying to run a church. And so I just said one day, like, Hey bro, I've been doing this a long time. Like I can definitely help you out. Like, let me help you. I started going over to his house um, a couple times a week and just helping him with rostering and set lists and anything else he needed building road cases. We were at mobile church. So um, and I had like a Honda element at the time. If you know what that is, it's like a yeah. box yeah. box. And so it was perfect for fitting road cases in. So my car yeah. was just full of road cases. And, um, I just honestly started helping him come alongside of them. Um, that was kind of 2015. And then early 2016, I came on staff, 
um, as a worship pastor. And at that time it was me, Pastor Henry, Pastor Alex, and they had like an assistant on staff who was helping them with everything, finances. So just the four of us in their house, that was our offices in 2016 and um, have had the honor to serve in that role since then. Um, The church has grown a lot. The staff has grown a lot, but it just still feels like we're, we're the same. We're doing the same thing and that's building the kingdom of God in Nashville and providing a place for people to encounter him. Just like I encountered him in 2014 and it changed my life forever. And now I get to be a part of it and it's the literal biggest honor of my life. So that's a bit of the story. I've got a few questions from that. Um, yeah. that's a really cool story. And I, I totally relate to you in so many ways. When you said that thing, when you said that about the feeling of the Wednesday night youth group, yeah, dude, I have not thought about that in <laughs> a long time. I mean, probably since I was a middle schooler, cause I was the same story. Like I started leading worship totally. as like a 13 year old. My dad was a pastor and yeah. I used to, yeah, I was always looking forward to Wednesday night. And when Wednesday rolled around, I was so pumped, like for getting to to lead worship with my friends. And it's so interesting you bring that up just because I've never thought of that because that was a unique feeling that I have never felt since then. And I've been on staff at churches for a long, long time. Totally. And so I relate to you in that. And I kind of want to dig a little bit on that. Um, Well, my first question was just that, does the church still meet on Tuesday? Because I think that's pretty unique. Yes, we still have Tuesday night services. Um, we also have two Sunday morning services okay. as well now. Mm-hmm. And we have a second campus about an hour south of town um, yeah. in a city called Columbia that we have a Sunday yeah. morning service there as well. So, okay, so um, you kind of have we're a little bit more like a normal church now because we have Sunday, but we still got the Tuesday. Yeah. Um, because so much of our community is, are, is touring musicians. And so... Yeah. Um, Tuesday yeah. night is just an opportunity for them to come to church and not miss out. Um, I love that. I think that's such a unique yeah. thing and such a important yeah. need. That's awesome. Uh, Henry saw that. Would you say that Tuesday, is it like your, uh, lowest attendance? Well, I have a couple questions. One, is it the exact same service? Do you guys do the same service you did on Sunday? No. Then, um, a lot of times it's the same message. Okay. Um, but we'll have different team different worship team on different worship leaders different yeah. set list um and then i would say it's probably one of our like our lowest service yeah now. because it's because like it's Sunday. all the artists and yeah pe- people who right. are on the road yeah yeah that makes sense yeah so re- rewinding back to when you and uh you started going to the tuesday night service mm-hmm. what was different about that tuesday night service that you hadn't experienced before at churches you were at before that? Yeah. Great question. I, so I grew up in the Baptist church. Um, my dad, the Baptist pastor, and for anyone that knows a lot about the Baptist church, they're amazing, amazing people. They love the word of God. They love Jesus. Um, and they really like keep everything focused on Jesus, which is beautiful in so many ways. I mean, I owe so much of who I am to the way I was raised. Um, but a lot of times what's lacking in, in that church is the Holy Spirit and the power of the presence of God. And um, my mom, when I was really young, had an encounter with God that kind of changed her life. And because of that, she would take us to like things growing up, like Jesus Culture Conference or like yeah. um, there was this thing that happened in Nashville called The Call in 2000. Yeah. That was this big, I don't know if you remember that. but I went to it, yeah. Yeah, I was there. So there was so many moments like that where 
I like to describe it like I had these little tastes of living water. And really it was like this taste of the power of the spirit of God and the Holy Spirit. And I fully believe that when we accept Jesus in our heart, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within us. Um, but I was never in a context where I was able to learn the power of what that means in my day-to-day life and how I can actually walk with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. And so I had these little tastes throughout my life. And the way I love to describe it is like I got to that, that little tiny venue in South Nashville in 2014. There was 200 people in the room. You know, it was, it was very small at that point. Um, but as soon as worship started, it was like someone took a bucket of that living water and just dumped it on me. And I was like, oh, this is what I've been searching for. Like, this is what I've been longing for. And, um, because as a worship leader, I was really, I was hungry for it and I was hungry to lead worship with that power. But because I didn't find myself in a church that fully understood it or fully walked in that, there was no one really to like foster that in me as a young worship leader. Yeah. And so... I think that pro- that mainly was what it, I was searching for and longing for. So I, it so drew me in. Yeah. Um, but we were also in a season, my wife and I, um, where we were really like, you know, longing to have a community of people that were our age. And um, we, being in the church, we had grown up. A lot of the people were like in their 30s, 40s at the time with kids. We were in our early 20s. And so it was like this natural like time of like, almost like growing up and becoming an adult and yeah. it just was like perfect timing. God knew. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of why. Did you feel hesitant at all to start serving? Because I can imagine you like go, you know, you're going to these Tuesday night meetings, you're getting like totally refreshed and like, it's nice to not have to be on stage or like have anybody, you know, putting things on your shoulders. Were you like, Oh man, I don't know if I want to leave this. You know, when you started thinking about actually getting involved, I can imagine you'd be um, like, oh man, I don't know if I want to like ruin it. Yeah, a little bit like that. But there was also this side of me that like wanted to serve so bad. And yeah. I think because of the way I was raised and who I am, like I've always just served in church. And so it was actually probably I wanted to serve a little too soon. It was almost the opposite. Like I look back now and I'm so grateful that Pastor Henry saw the need that I had to sit and receive. Yeah. Um, for a season and find the healing that I needed. Um, because if not for that, I probably would have probably jumped in too soon. But now looking back and what I'm able to do today, like if it weren't for that season of sitting yeah. and what I learned and what God did in my life, I would not be able to lead the same way that I'm leading right now. Yeah. And um, we still build the team that way now. Like we, um, there's no like audition or like you can't just sign up for the team and get on immediately. Um, we really trust the Lord to highlight the people that need to serve. And a lot of times, for the most part, people who are serving the worship team were already serving in other areas of the church. They were already planted for a long time. Yeah. And really the heart of that for us is we want people before they serve to like plant in our house and make sure that this is their church and this is where they want to plant their lives and their family. Yeah. So then they're serving from that place. They're serving from that overflow rather than serving because there was a position um, or a platform. Yeah. You guys have so many amazing artists and worship leaders that are all a part of the church. Like, I feel like you look at the stage and there's like, it's like, oh, there's like Cody Carnes like one week. And oh, there's Meredith yeah. Andrews. And actually Meredith and I used to lead worship together at Harvest Bible Chapel. Oh, no way. A long time awesome. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, you've got amazing musicians. Actually, one of them, I, McKendry Tucker, I worked with him yeah. recently. He produced my last worship project. Come and, on. Um, 
but you guys have so many amazing, talented musicians. How do you guys even plan for a Sunday morning? Do you schedule it like any other worship team or any other church does, or does it look a little different? Any other, the same as any other worship team. Everyone <laughs> still puts in their block out dates and planning center. Um, outside of myself, and there's three other people like now on our worship department staff. Um, everyone else is volunteer. So the band, wow. um, the worship leaders, anyone who's on the platform that's not on staff, yeah, um, like the four, th- three or four of us that are on staff, it's fully volunteer based. And um, and I, what I love about our team is that there is no sense of even though a lot of the people that you may see have platforms and ministries outside of the belonging. Yeah we really have a culture and we're, we're passionate about keeping it a culture of when you come to serve a church, you leave that at the door and you just come to serve your church today. And everyone on the platform, a lot of because of the way I just described that we build the team, you know, before they were ever serving or leading worship on our team, they were in our church and they had a counter with God that changed their life. And that's why they're there. It wasn't because we called Cody and we're like, Hey bro, we need you to lead worship. It was actually because Cody came in those early days in their basement and like found water, living water that he needed and like um, encounter with God that he desperately needed. And because of that, now he's serving, he wants to provide that for other people. Yeah. And um, so I think that's, that is something that's, I I feel is unique um, in the sense that, you know, all these people, they're really just serving their house and their church and, Mm -hmm. But it's also not unique because it's the same as anyone else. Like anyone listening to this yeah. right now that, you know, you're serving your church week in and week out. They're the same. This is just their yeah. house and this is the way they serve. So, It seems like it could potentially be a planning center nightmare of like people last minute <laughs> having to, hey, I got called to do a, do this conference or something on Sunday. For sure. <laughs> you know, people declining like last minute. For I sure. And we've got, a big, we've got a big roster of people. Um, but a lot of times it doesn't feel that big because of exactly that. I mean, it's not yeah. even just the artists that are on worship team. It's yeah, all the music. A lot of the musicians are touring musicians as well. And so, yeah, and if they're going on the weekend, like, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, uh, uh, yeah, it's a little bit crazy for sure. It's yeah. not. I think about that a lot actually. Like the church I grew up at, it was very like the same yeah. five dudes are playing in the band every Sunday morning. You know, yeah, and maybe yeah. they switched out once or twice a year when they went on vacation. But yeah, um, that is definitely unique about our house for sure. Yeah. Do you guys run tracks at all for your worship service? Yep, we do. Um, We have a music director on staff. His name's Evan Fernald. Um, And he kind of, when he came on staff in 2020, well, actually before that in 2019, he kind of helped me. Yeah. Before that I was, I was running all this Ableton. Yeah. Well, actually in the beginning it was like every keys player had to have their own setup. So like early days of belonging, everyone had their yeah. own setup and they'd bring it. And then it was like this nightmare of who has updated tracks. Yeah. Who's who has running the latest tracks thing. Week. Yeah, <laughs> And that was also when we started writing music for our own church. And so, you know, yeah. one guy might have like the demo stems, but then one guy has the album stems. Yeah. It's all. So then the we like, so then we like got a uniform like tracks rig that was yeah. got, like a guy helped me build, but then yeah. I was still in charge of it. And I'm, I don't claim to be an able to guru yeah, yeah. by any means. But you guys, you do, so, but you do use tracks every week. Every week. And now like That's Evan, cool. the guy I was talking about has it dialed. And um, we actually, yeah. for the most part, have a dedicated tracks person who's side stage now. Oh, cool. Um, and they run it as just like they're a member of the team. And we're really yeah. passionate about making tracks um, 
like using tracks as an instrument. So they'll yeah play them. They'll like follow wherever we're going. Um, everything's yeah. loopable. Everything's can be changed on the mo- in the moment. Yeah. Um, and really, you know, the tracks follow where we're going, not the opposite. And yeah. I think a lot of times in church life, especially right now, where it's you feel this pressure to have tracks all the time. Yeah. It's easy to like. Well, we're just going to play it like the map of the song because that's that's all we have, which is okay. But I think there's yeah. power. I know that I know there's power in flowing yeah. of what God's doing in the room, and we're so that kind of people as worship leaders. Right. So we've really built it in a way that um, it's able to flow with wherever we're going at, in the moment. Yeah, I love that too. That's something I'm passionate about as well. That tracks are an yeah. instrument. It's like another instrument in your band, and you should play them, yeah. not play along with them exactly you play the tracks and so yeah that's cool you guys are doing that tell us about you guys released a new song the dove great yep. song tell us about it yeah uh, i wrote it with um carrie joe cody carnes and austin davis and we had actually like set apart a week um austin cody and i um kind of writing every day in this week for church and um this day we had like I invited Carrie to come be a part of it and we were riding at Austin's house and I'd had, I, I can't remember who was preaching, but someone was preaching like a year or so before that. And they were talking about the Holy spirit and talking about how the Holy spirit is referred to as a dove in the Bible so often. And so I just like typed in my notes one day, like the dove, like I just have a note full of song titles, yeah. possible song titles. And it kind of sat there for a long time. And we were riding with Cody that week. And I kind of told him that a couple of days before, like, I have this title, like the dove that I think will be really special to write. And he was instantly really drawn to it. And so that day we um, got together to write, we kind of all intentionally were like reading leading up to it. Cause we knew we were going to try to lean into this idea. Cause it also doesn't feel like one of those, it didn't feel like one of those ideas where you could just write it in the moment. Like it needed to have some weight of theology behind it to really explain yeah. what we were talking about. Yeah. And as we were like looking um, in the word about the dove, like this, mm-hmm. this, it started to like really blow us all away about how throughout the entire Bible, God had painted this picture of the dove and the Holy spirit. And, um, from at the beginning of time where the Holy spirit was brooding over the waters that were brooding means like, you know, kind of what a dove does, it flies. And so, and then when Noah, um, released the dove to find new creation, it came back with a branch, but then he released it again. It, it never talks about the dove returning ever again in the Bible. Um, and until it never talks about the dove landing until it lands on Jesus when he was baptized. So it's just mm-hmm. like this crazy picture of the dove went out to find new creation. It was through Jesus that new creation actually came fully. And he was the one that restored that. Wow. And as we're like, we're like having this revelation as we're writing it and kind of all losing our minds. Um, and then like the final picture of, let the dove of heaven come and rest upon the Christ in me. Like through Jesus. Now we all get access to the Holy spirit. Um, It's not reserved. It's actually available to all of us. And so I'll never forget, like in the writing session that day, like Cody sitting and kind of just like writing these verses, which is his gift. Like he has such a gift of just like putting words to paper and like making it unique, but also full of theology and full of the word of God. And, um, I was actually just talking to Austin about this song the other day. And it's one of those things where it felt like all of us brought something to the table as one of the most collaborative rights I've ever been a part of. 
And so because of that, we all felt this like unique connection to it. And especially with my story that I shared a bit ago, like my prayer for this song is that it would, for people who may not fully understand the Holy Spirit or know how to access the power of the Holy Spirit in their lives, that it would give them language and show a picture of actually like, it's so God's design that we have the Holy Spirit. And he's, he's laid out this picture in his word. Mm. And, um, and I just love that bridge. Like, let this be an upper room, like the flame we burn for you. Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. And um, every time we've led this song, it just feels like that. Like, um, like we are in an upper room, just like they were and the Holy Spirit pours out and it's been really, really powerful. So that's awesome, man. It's such a good song. What would you, what would you tell a young worship leader right now? That's just getting started. If you were having coffee with a 16 year old, who's just getting going, man, I think kind of what I was just, what we were just talking about earlier, like don't lose the wonder of what you're feeling right now, because it's so easy in our world today where you see, um, you know, you're, you may follow different worship leaders on Instagram or you, you love certain people's artistry or you love certain worship leaders and all those things are amazing and to be inspired by that is so yeah. important. Um, but at the end of the day, like God has called you for one specific purpose. He's made you the way you are um, for a specific purpose. And everything that I've found in my life that has fruit is it comes when I root it in being a son of God first, not as a worship leader, not as a pastor, not um, as a songwriter, but as a son. And when I had get, when I got that revelation, I realized that so often in my life, like as a young worship leader, I began to look at what I did for God as the most important thing. And it seemed like this beautiful thing because, oh, it's God's called me to be a worship leader, which I fully believed he did. Yeah. Um, but I, start to, I started to lose the importance of being a son first and being rooted in that place because nothing will ever satisfy like that satisfies. Um, mm-hmm. But if you put all your eggs in the basket of I'm a worship leader or my songwriter, that's not going to satisfy you. That's not going to be enough because you're getting the priorities wrong. And um, so I think my encouragement would be, to never lose that connection with him because that's where it all flows from. And mm-hmm. don't let a position on a staff, don't let um, a dream even in your heart that God may even place there. And it's important, but don't let that take priority over your relationship with him because everything flows from that place. Yeah. Um, and if you can, if you can stay connected to him, then um, there's no end. The, the, you know, the limits are off on what he can do in your life because you have that connection and uh, don't yeah. lose the wonder, you know? Yeah. That's a good word, man. Honestly, I think that, I think that's a good place to wrap this up. I think that's a good final, final punchline right there. Come on. Thanks so much for taking the time to, uh, thank you so much out here. It's nice to meet you as well. And, um, yes, next time I'm in Nashville, I'm going to come check out the blowing co. I didn't Please. realize that a Tuesday night service that actually would work out really well for me. Yeah. So, it honestly makes it easy. Like a that's lot usually of when I'm down there. Nights that are in town. Perfect. Please let me know. That's awesome, man. All right. Awesome. Thanks so much. We'll see you around. Thank you. Thanks, man. All right, guys. Great conversation with Andrew Holt. A lot of good words there. Um, I highly encourage you guys to go check out The Dove. Go listen to it wherever you listen to music. We've got the tracks all at Loop Community. So make sure you get the tracks and play it at your church. Um, All the charts are available on Song Select. Go there and get the charts. And uh, 
Type down in the comments of this video, what's one thing you're going to be walking away from this interview with? What's one thing that really inspired you or was encouraging to you? Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay tuned for future Loop Live episodes. And until then, thanks for being a part of the community. We'll see you next time. Hey guys, this is Matt McCoy. Thanks so much for tuning into today's podcast. We're trying to provide content that's really helpful and meaningful to you as a worship leader. So make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay tuned for more from the community. Thank you.